0: chapter 5, and so just an interesting little thing that I had uh, a thought yesterday, and I didn't do this on purpose, but I did think it was kind of neat. The last time I was up here we were talking about God talks to lost people, and somewhere along the way it wasn't the point of the message, but I had pointed out or made the argument that I felt as though maybe the Lord had blinded Paul um, to kind of show him physically where he was spiritually in regards to um, actually understanding the Lord and His Word, and uh, and giving him a viewpoint of the blindness or the blindness or just uh, you know lost people being blind. Uh, it was kind of like a, a metaphor there, um, by way of uh, a health issue. And so tonight's message, uh, not on purpose, but also has to do with a health issue. And uh, as I thought about that, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe if somebody has had a health issue or does have a health issue or will in the future, surely we all will in the future at some point, um, maybe there isn't just something good for you that could come of that situation. Maybe it's somewhere along the line that, you know, maybe you'll come to an understanding through that somehow, but even more so in these case scenarios, other people were able to learn something from those um, situations. Actually, it made me think of Brother Paul, who's not here tonight, um, but his first night back to church um, after he had a pretty messy health uh, situation. Uh, he was in the hospitals during COVID and all that. I want to say he had pneumonia too. I'd that part's not really important. But he was in the hospital for a while. Even Miss Patty couldn't see him. And when he was here his first night back, uh, Brother Dan and I were talking to him back in, um, back by the door there. And he was talking about witnessing to different people at the, the hospital, the nurses and all that. And this man, like, started to tear up and cry a little bit that he wasn't witness enough. And me and Brother Dan are looking at each other like, dude, do you hear this guy? You know, like... Just the concept, what a blessing, right? I mean, this guy's like on the verge of death from human perspective, and all he was worried about was the impact he was making on the people around him. You know, like, what a blessing, man. And so anyway, same concept, same principle here. So we're just going to read a a couple verses here, then we'll go to the Lord in prayer. I'm going to need him. I, uh, as Brother Kelly said, I cut my notes down drastically. So this is either going to go really fast or... I don't know. Uh, so let's pick it up. Uh, verse 25 is where we're going to start. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, I, uh, I thank you for the opportunity to be here. I... Um, I thank you for what you taught me here in, uh, in this passage Lord, and I, I pray that you'd, that you'd be with me, that you'd strengthen me, that you would, that you'd speak for me, Lord, to, to show these folks exactly what it is that you showed me um, uh, to share with the class, Lord, that we could all leave a little bit better than we came and and uh, I just pray for your help to do that, Lord in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what I'd like to take a look at here is this bleeding issue, right? So this entire passage is only, you know, maybe eight verses long, and so how much of the Bible is for our learning? Does anybody want to answer? All of it, that's right. So this passage here, we talked about a certain woman with an issue of blood, and don't tell me, fellas, that you guys don't just read through this and you're like, that doesn't apply to me. Well, I call that hogwash because the whole Bible is here for our learning. And quite frankly, I realize the Lord showed me that we all have a bleeding issue. This isn't just her bleeding issue, this is our bleeding issue. And so, what I'd like to go through and point out is the importance of keeping short accounts with the Lord as it comes to fellowship and uh, just kind of getting right. If you're not saved, then this might play a role with salvation uh, as, as your starting point in, uh, to, to understand, you know, why salvation in the first place. Um, but basically what we're going to be looking at is, uh, is, is our sin issue and our need for Christ. Um, our daily lives are overwhelmed uh, in a sinful world. And so I might question, you know, do we always recognize just how bad that situation is? So I'd like to to take a look at it a couple different ways. And so we're going to start with her issue, right? So she's got this issue of blood, you know, she she has an issue at all, right? And so you've got to know that she tried to help herself, right? I mean, isn't that what you do? You know, have have you ever, let's say you cut your finger and you go, you run under some cold water and... You know, sometimes you can get the bleeding to stop before you go ahead and put a Band-Aid on it, right? So that way you're not just bloodying up Band-Aids. Well, I'm sure that she tried simple things like that. You know, you're sick, you go get some medicine, you're sore, so you get an ice pack, or, or you take a hot shower. Bottom line is, when something happens, we all try to help ourselves, right? And so this woman clearly realized that it was past the point of anything that she was going to be able to do to herself, Right? So it says that she had suffered many things of many physicians and that she spent all that she had. You got to slow that down a little bit. Like, how long would it take you to suffer many things of many physicians? And once you go to the first one and they, you know, get you on a treatment plan... You know, how long do these things take, you know? So she had tried this doctor and that doctor and this treatment plan and that treatment plan. And we're talking about a long time, right? And so maybe not in the same sense of illness, but have you ever been in a situation that it kind of feels like the help you need just doesn't exist, you know? Um, the point of the message isn't to, to point out, say, a lost person in this moment, but is there any real comfort in this world, right, besides our word? So anyway, so, you know, or I guess I had the thought, you know, like, we could all relate to this, I'm sure, sometimes you get a headache, right? And this, I know this is just like a minor... A minor thing, but you get a headache, you wake up with it, you know, maybe I'm dehydrated, so you you drink some water, and it doesn't go away, so you go grab some ibuprofen, and you give it a little while, and it still hurts, so maybe you go grab the Excedrin, and the next thing you know, the day's over, and you've had this headache all day long, you know, and so like this this issue, I mean, she's bleeding out here, I mean, this is far more serious than a headache, but it is that sort of thing, it's this lingering issue that just, that just won't go away no matter what she does, no matter who she seeks, right? And so what you also have to understand with her issue is the time period that we're in, right? So like in the Old Testament, you're talking about leprosy and anywhere they went, you know, the whole contagion situation um, in today's world, everybody locks themselves down, But in that time, it was almost like the shame was on you. So she's walking around for 12 years. It doesn't say that she did anything wrong. This isn't like the leprous man, the sinner. This is like something that just happened to her. But yet, here she is walking around, you know, unclean, unclean, because that's what they did, right? You guys remember that? So for 12 years, that's the situation, you know? It's, It's pretty rough. And so I don't know... 100% 100% that we could relate, per se, to this, men. So I wanted to put it in a way that maybe maybe you could, right? So let's talk about financially bleeding, right? So we're in 2023, and financially bleeding might be something easier to understand. We have different medicine today. Um, I'm not saying, maybe I shouldn't even say that, but... The healthcare system is different. So let's talk about financially bleeding, right? Have you ever been in a situation that you, you're you doing good, your paychecks are rolling in, you got a little bit extra, all is well, but then all of a sudden some hardship hits you that was a little bit harder than, you know, you had to bite off more than you could chew, and now the next thing you know, you're like looking at how much money's coming in, where's this going, what do I really need, I can't get my monster today, you know, no Starbucks, and what is that? In that moment, you're doing what? You're stopping the bleeding, right? And so it kind of makes me think, actually, maybe you'll find this to be funny. My wife, I love her. She didn't know any better, right? But when we had first became a family unit... Um, Some guy had stopped by, and she didn't know how to shoo him off correctly, so she is like, my husband will be home. And so this guy shows up maybe a half hour after, and he's trying to sell us life insurance. And so, like, I'm in my mid-30s, like, yeah, life insurance is a good thing, but in this moment, like, my two just became five, and her three just became five, and we're trying to figure this out, Right. And so we might need to stop the bleeding. And so I'm sitting at a kitchen table with him, and he's trying to sell me on this super important thing. And I'm not saying that he was wrong. Like, it's not that he was wrong. But he wasn't getting it. And so I looked at him dead in the eye, and I was like, if you cut yourself really bad, do you need to stop the bleeding? And it was like, he's looking at me, he's like, like he didn't want to answer it but yeah you gotta stop the bleeding right I mean anyway so I thought, I thought we would do another little example here to try to maybe spill it out a little bit better thank you brother Rob for the water I brought us a rag because I find the next verse to be it ponders thought right all of our righteousness is filthy rags So what we have is a perfectly clean, good rag, right? This is what our righteousness is not. Okay? I'm going to prove it to you. I'll wipe my face. It's a clean rag. I decided not to do this on the pulpit because I'm like, Pastor will kill me when he gets back. But here we are,
1: and we're going to wipe this up.
0: All your righteousness is a filthy rag. Now I know that we think we're good people. I know that we try to the microphone. Oh, I lost the microphone. Good thing I'm loud. But what is this now? Is this a filthy rag? Here, son. Will you wipe your face on this? Do you want to? Why not? This is a perfectly good rag. It's got some clean spots. Right? How many people operate like that? We'll just leave that here so you don't forget about it. Even after we've cleaned up our outside, we have issues that lurk deep in our heart, right? So, and the thing is, it's so easy for these things to happen There's, you might have issues forgiving somebody. You might have issues desiring things. You might have your own agenda. Maybe you're just not considering somebody else. You know, you're just too busy thinking about yourself. Um, Even if you start out the day right, right? I mean, we're saved people, right? But just give us a few hours. We're sure to cross that line. And if we don't cross it outwardly, being a jerk, then we've surely crossed it inwardly inwardly and do you know why that is it's because we're bleeding out so to the unsaved people that might be tuning in from afar are you basing your life and your eternity off your good works the concept of being a good person i'm here to tell you you can't balance your good works with your bad none of us can if it was possible then jesus died in vain right i mean we're a mess So let's try a quick little exercise, right? Because I understand most of us are saved. But that doesn't change whether or not we're a sinner, right? And fellowship is key to our honesty with the Lord, right? What kind of relationship is based on lies? So here we are. We're at church, and it's Sunday morning. And I debated saying this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because the Lord hasn't told me not to. I'm at church, so I'm doing a good thing Is that a good work? That might be debatable. Does it bring the Lord glory that I came to church? Probably. So there's your debatable. But if you brushed your teeth this morning, was that a good work? Or was that just a good thing? Did you do it to preserve your teeth? Did you come to church so you could stay tuned into spiritual matters? Debatable. Anyway. Let's call it a good work for argument's sake. But I'm here, and I'm out in the parking lot. I'm doing my job, you know, over here, over there. Brother Mike's with me. And in comes Jason. He's not here tonight. Do you guys recognize Jason's truck? That's a nice truck. I look at that truck, and I'm like, man, I wish I had a truck like that. Sin. Oh, do you see that Cadillac over there? Dang, I wish I had that. I bet you the family fit in that. Sin. Sin right? Okay, well, it's time to get inside. Not too bad so far, I guess. You know, I got to make that up later. Oh, wait, here comes Miss Ferguson. Let me carry your stuff in. I'm going to do a good work right now, right? So I carry her stuff in, and I get inside because I got to go. And then I look up here, and I'm like, wait a second. Kelly's preaching? Why is Kelly preaching? It's my turn. I'm better than him. What about me? How many sins were wrapped up in that little rant? And now I'm sitting here full of envy and bitterness the whole time, right? Not even tuned in. Oh, man, I forgot. On the way here, I turned into Abishai because some guy cut me off. And I'm like, you blankety blank, I'll cut your head off, right? So where's my count at? How am I doing? Oh, I'm bleeding out. That's how I'm doing. So, you know, and I mentioned finances so I could tie this in here too. So, here's the thing if you don't pay your home loan, what's going to happen to your house? They'll take it. The bank will take that sucker back, right? So, if you don't pay your sin debt, what happens to your soul? Do you think the devil will get, a, get his jollies out of that? I kind of do. I kind of feel like he'd stand there chuckling and be like, "Ah, that's mine, right? Now, most of you are saved, so there's no point in, like, freaking you out about that. But it is worth mentioning while we're in the moment here. If you're not saved, to be saved is not a hard thing. It's not something, like, unattainable. It's a very easy thing. Let's flip over real quick to Romans chapter 10. We'll just look at it just real quick. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved. How come so many religious people don't know the concept the term being saved? Just a quick question. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Down to 13. For whoever Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, thou shalt be saved. Very simple, right? The Lord came here. He died to pay your sin debt. You can call him Lord. And then he was resurrected to prove that, hey, by the way, I can beat life and death. And since I can do that and show you that I can do that for me, that I can do that for you. Right? Praise the Lord. As if it's too much. Um, Back to Mark 5. Actually, we're going to flip a second here. So, uh, let's get back into our passage. We're at verse 27. You guys back to Mark, Mark 5. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see, her and that, to see her that had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and behold thy plague. So I thought it was interesting. I was reading that and it's like, wow. Touched his garment. Touched his garment. Where does the Lord's clothing come up again? And Revelation 13 hit me just an interesting thing. An interesting thing for today's day and age. Flip over to, did I say Revelation 13? I'm sorry, Revelation 19, it's verse 13. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. It just kind of pondered the thought, right? You can go back to Mark. It just kind of pondered the thought. She reached out to touch him, and she was made whole, right? So um, the thing is, right, so the Lord knows our frame, right? If you're saved, you already know how sinful you are. I don't need to open that up. The Lord knows our frame, right? He knows our thoughts, Yet he asked, Who touched me? Verse 31, Who touched me? So now it says in verse 33 that the woman with fear and trembling told him all the truth. Okay? So, but what was interesting in between there is verse 32, right? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. So when we talk about sin, and I pointed out how easy it is, and she had a need for him, that he could kind of clean up this bleeding out, all she had to do was reach out and touch him. And we saw in a different passage that when you reach out and touch him, what was his name? The Word of God, right? Interesting. Interesting. And it was very simple, right? Like she didn't pull off a a magic trick here. So now, that's really our message here. In conclusion, I ask you, do you recognize that you're bleeding out? When's the last time that you got in your prayer closet and you went to the Lord and you told him all the truth? How long have your accounts been? Did you see how quick that got out of hand? Right? I don't, where, where really was my count? Like, I don't even know if we could count. Like six, seven, eight to two if we count the fact that I did what I was supposed to. Right? It, it got to a mess fast. So we're going to open up the altar tonight. As this was put together, I, I the Lord told me to go ahead and open up the altar and give you the opportunity. If you've been pushing off your days, if you're not seeking the Lord to like restore your fellowship, if you have, you know like I did a good job today, no problem. If you really feel that way, you probably need to come get right. I don't care. It has nothing to do with me. Ultimately speaking. But, I don't know, as we stand here, it sure seemed like a good opportunity for you to tell the Lord all the truth.